What's up? We're your co-hosts, Katie and Ellie, and you're listening to Not So Ladylike, a podcast with no rules. On this show, we'll lose the filter and dive in head first while reminding each other and you that we're all out here winging it. We saved you a spot on the couch, so get ready for a candid conversation with the girls. Hey besties, welcome back for season three. Did you miss us? We are so excited to be starting our third season. It feels like we just started yesterday. It does. It feels like we've been doing it for 10 years. Yes. And also like we started yesterday. Yes. Which is a great segue into what we're going to be talking about today. So we thought we would kick off season three by talking about how our friendship has evolved over the last however many years we've been friends, which is why it feels like we've been doing this for 10 years, because we have been talking like this forever. Yeah, that's a good point. (laughs) So this feels super natural to us. But lots of things that we're going to say are things we've already touched on before because we talk about our friendship every episode because we are friends every episode. (laughs) But... There will be some new and exclusive content as well. I'm kind of sure of it. <laughs> anyway. Here's Wonderwall. <laughs> Cheers. <laughs> so I, I thought that was a Coors Light because of the koozie. <laughs> I was like, well, we're starting early today. <laughs> today, I'm drinking a, I think they're called Mood. I'm going to pop it out for us. Oh, Recess. They're really good. They're like a mood enhancing magnesium infused sparkling water. Whatever. Yeah, you're going to hear that weed whacker in the back. (laughs) And boy, does she need a mood enhancer, (laughs) let me tell you. (laughs) But I am drinking my mood enhancing water out of a Coors Light Snake Pit 2020 (laughs) koozie. (laughs) But now I can pick whatever mood I want. Do I want to be raging in the snake pit or do I just want to be not tired, not wired? Recess. (laughs) Is that their slogan? It's what it says on the can. I've never heard a commercial. Uh, we're about to be recess ambassadors. <laughs> yeah. Please, they're expensive. I'd love a discount. Speaking of ambassadorships, though. <gasps> Get excited. We got an email recently. Don't tell them who. It's secret. We will tell you more about it once we create the content and things like that. But we have a new partner that we're really, really excited about. And we can't wait to share it with you. It feels like a really cool partnership. Oh, I'm really excited. Yeah. So sorry for the tease, but we can't say more now. So just keep your little ears peeled. and yeah. <laughs> safely. <laughs> and we'll tell you more about it as soon as we can. ASAP. Anyway, so about our friendship. <laughs> we've told you before that we've been friends since Australia camp when we were about like second grade, right? Is what we usually say. I think third grade. Yeah. One of those uh, primary grades. <laughs> We're in good moods, at least. We're not bitchy. We're not mad. We're just a little bouncy. Giggly. Since I just said bouncy so weird, we will get back to friendship. But Jackson has now started saying, help. And he's now like a little cowboy. And Shane and I just noticed it yesterday. Help, help. And I said, Shane, where did that accent come from? And he was like, I don't know. But yeah. Help, help. I just can't handle it. I'll try to get a video for you. Help, mama. <laughs> the cows are running loose. Help. I love it. What if today's episode is just one big blooper? <laughs> Today, we are just going to record us. This one's called chaos. Yeah. Please enjoy. Okay, but anyway. So we've really. been friends since we were 10 and we went to Australia camp together. Yes, and I've recently looked into Australia camp. It's 
actually called Kentucky Down Under. Oh, yeah. And people said it was really cool because you get like once in a lifetime experiences like petting the kangaroos and things like that. Yeah. But for the trip, like to travel there, the rest of it is just really spread out and Mm. hot, whatever. So we might want to look into it and maybe go again with Jackson. I really want him to go for the Australia camp, whatever it was called, because they had like, we got to play a didgeridoo. Like we got to learn how to use the boomerang. Boomerang. Yeah. Like so many cool things. I think it would be more fun to go during a structured event. Yes. And if you and I went like with him, we wouldn't just go by ourselves. We (laughs) could take another picture of us petting the kangaroo so that we wouldn't have to use that horribly Photoshopped one that I made. With my broken legs. Yeah. Yeah. We'll put it in the show notes for you. But (laughs) we have a picture of us when we were 10 of us both kneeling down petting this kangaroo and we can't find it anywhere. Only individuals we can find. Yes. So Ellie. So I did a hack job on Photoshop our freshman year of college and I made this horrible, horrible recreation. Yeah. And it's it haunts me. We love it, But though. it's so funny. You knew it was bad when you made it. I made it specifically poorly. Right. It wasn't like you thought it was really good, and now we look back and you're like, wow, that's bad. No, I made it as a joke because we were talking about how we couldn't find the picture, and I was mm-hmm. like, oh, my God, I just found it. Yeah. And then it was this, like... An asshole. <laughs> <laughs> so Broken funny. legs. It is so funny. Yeah, we'll put it in the show notes for you. So we've been friends, I guess that would make it 16 years. But... Overall, we struggled with this episode talking about like the framework of it because so much of our friendship has changed just because we've grown up. But I think that's part of the beautiful part of it. We grew up and so did our friendship as opposed to being like, oh, that was my friend from second grade or middle school, high school, college, all of the above. Like our friendship has grown too. And so many of those big changes in our friendship came from big changes in our lives, like getting our licenses and getting married. Yes. Going to college together. Absolutely. Moving and all of those things. So that our evolution kind of follows our life path, which makes perfect sense. Yeah. So we really became close friends when our elementary schools merged into the same junior high. T-E-C-U-M-S-E-H. Tecumseh Brace. And (laughs) we had a bunch of classes together. We were really close from the time that we were about 13 on. In fact, we almost titled this podcast, like named the podcast instead of Not So Ladylike, we almost named it Passing Notes yes. because that's, we have so many, we've saved a couple of them, but I remember you teaching me how to fold. In no, the- you taught me how to fold ah. because the note that's on your desk right now, you wrote instructions on the back. The triangle. You you were the original teacher. Was I? I believe. I'm not crafty. I can't fold laundry because someone taught me how to fold anyway whatever we folded notes we passed notes we passed notes all of the time and i remember like hanging out at each other's lockers Mm -hmm. and one of my most fond memories from i would say middle school i don't know for sure but we would talk on landline phones because sometimes stacy we could hear you pick up the phone and start listening on our conversation. So that's how I remember for sure that they were landlines. Yeah. Ellie was often also grounded from her cell phone <laughs> once she had one of those. That's true. Too. And my minutes were only free after 8 p.m. And they weren't free to you because I was AT&T and you were Verizon. Anyway, that dates us. I can't lie about my age much more. <laughs> but then high school, I feel like one of our biggest breakups was like middle school to high school. Yeah. And... I'm not saying this because I'm embarrassed. I don't remember what that breakup was. So if you do, you can out us. But I don't remember what. It was. Yes, I do. Oh, do you? 
Well, what were you going to say? In my mind, it was nothing. I think it was probably nothing, but I believe, I'd have to look at a yearbook, I believe at that same time, a new girl had moved to our school. (gasps) Hold one second for yearbook grabbing. We'll share some of these photos with you in the show notes from middle school, high school, so you can get the full picture of what we were like. Yeah, braces and all. It's good. (laughs) About 2012, our sophomore year, I believe, from what I've gathered from my research, (laughs) that a new girl had moved to town and I became really good friends with her. And I am not at all going to shame her. But in general, I was very happy-go-lucky, kind, friends with everybody. I had friends from every group. Like I was just very open kind of person. And when I became friends with her, I became like a major, major asshole, I think. Your perspective is probably better. But we just kind of like consumed each other's lives, if that makes sense. And she also was from a very different class than me. Like social class. Social class, yes. And she almost treated me poorly for not being in that social class and was like trying to fix me and like make me the same as her. And I just fell right into it. I was just along for the ride, like living the dream. Yeah. <laughs> Which is weird because it's it's not like I can see a middle school brain being like, oh, I get so many benefits from this because she's rich. And I didn't have benefits. It's, I don't know why I was along for the ride. I think I just thought it was like new and fun. And you were like, best friends yeah and we were really good friends and we did have a really good relationship she was just a much more negative person yeah than i was before that friendship and i i don't remember if she she didn't graduate with us so i guess she she moved away anyway i remember her and i kind of stopped being friends and i don't remember that breakup either but i remember looking back and being like wow i it was almost like a bad relationship, like romantically, I just cut everybody else off. And kind of though, like I still did sports and like had all my my friends from my sports teams, but like my own personal circle of friends, people I'm calling on the phone, hanging out with at locker, sitting with at lunch was consumed to just her. Yeah. And I, from the outside looking in, Because I don't remember, we didn't have a fight or anything when we kind of stopped talking. And it made sense that we had other friends. Like, you always had other friends, too. Like, I always liked Jessica and Taylor, but I wasn't friends with them like you were. Right. And Jessica and I were, like, best friends since kindergarten. Right. Or whatever. From Elberfeld, too. So you went to grade school together. Yeah. But when we transitioned from junior high to high school, it was like you were doing a bunch of sports and I was living my life. I don't know what I was doing. And we just kind of stop talking as much as we did yeah but we didn't have it wasn't like that bitch ellie no we stole my pencil topper (laughs) no there was no falling out there was no like fights or anything it was just like a drifting apart Mm -hmm. and then i so i had been on accutane most of my eighth grade year and it just messed with my mood so much that after from that point on until about junior year i was just pretty hateful And just like, I don't want to be here. Like before that, I, and this is so silly, but before that I had like a bunch of school spirit and I wanted to be involved. But then like after that, I was like, I literally hate everyone. I don't want to be here. Don't talk to me. Don't look at me. Like you're all terrible. And that kind of played into it too of like, I was friends with a few other people and you were friends with different people. And we just like, we didn't have the same friendship that we had in junior right. high. And then from the outside looking into your relationship with her, it was just like, oh, Katie and her are BFFs. They're new best friends now. Yeah. But it was like she wouldn't let you have friends who weren't her. No. 
And I know I said I wasn't going to talk bad about her, and I'm not trying to talk bad about her, and I haven't said any names, but I specifically remember having conversations of, like, we can be friends or you can be friends with her, like her saying that. So, like, it was a one and done kind of thing. Like, you have a friend, and it can either be me or no. Yeah. And I know it's kind of weird hearing me talk about it now because I'm talking about, like, how happy-go-lucky and fun and friendly I was, and now that I'm an adult and a mom and 26 years old, I (laughs) huff. I roll. Yeah. I know that I'm a lot more like rough around the edges than I used to be. And I think that's because of burnout in my career right now and just some things like that. So I probably to people who've only listened to this podcast, if you only know me through podcast, you probably think, lady, you're an asshole all the time. <laughs> but back then, I was little ball of sunshine. Then I got into this friendship and it was just kind of like little black hole. And then I got out of that friendship and it was just regular. I was back to normal. Like, okay, that was a weird time of my life. Let's bounce right back to where we were. Yeah, total light switch. Yes. And I remember you being in that headspace too, even when we weren't friends of just being like, I literally hate this place. And it uh, it kind of carried on with you. Not your attitude about like, hating the school, hating everybody, like not just that negative, but I feel like like you hated the tri-state. You wanted out. Yes. Like and I was super super cynical and I think a lot of it is just like general teenage angst, figuring yes. out who you are and I just felt like so this is going to sound so pretentious, but I just felt so stifled by our area because like I wanted to be doing theater and I wanted to be like creative and things like that and I just everywhere I looked it was all about sports and like no one gave a shit about the drama club or the art club or things like that like all the things that I cared about and I remember I got into an argument with one of my friends once during that time where I was saying I think the band and the drama club should get to have letterman jackets if you do it for four years you should get a letter and you should get your patches I thought band did have band might okay but drama I'm confident didn't at our school drama definitely didn't And I was like, I just don't understand what the difference is. You know, like, we all work hard in our chosen extracurricular. Like, why are sports any different? And we got into kind of an argument about it. And then we kind of fell off after that. But it was that kind of thinking, like, looking around and seeing everything else get funded. But then the drama club has, like, the curtain from a neighboring school from 20 years ago. And it's like, why can't – it was that kind of angst of like, why don't we get any nice things? No one cares about us. Why should I care about anything else here? Well, and it was kind of, I think in an old episode, you talked about like what it's like to have friends that just support you. And I think that probably made you feel like nobody supported the things that you thought were important. Like you yeah. felt invisible, like it didn't yeah. matter. And from an athlete, I can look and say, yeah, our school cared about softball. Like yeah. <laughs> it didn't care about anything. band and choir and yeah. yeah. And I think a lot of it, reflected in like school culture small town little school yes and had success in sports yes plus on the other side of that talking about the school culture I felt even though I don't feel like I was treated like an outsider I felt like an outsider because I've always had pretty liberal worldviews and I have never been very religious. And from our small town, everyone is Christian. A lot of people are more conservative. And so I just felt like I don't mesh with you people. 
kind and of see, like, you are also more mature and advanced, I think, in your thinking. I was not yeah. thinking of terms like liberal and conservative when I was 13 years old. Like, right. I was just like, we're all here to have a good time, and a good time is being had. Like, <laughs> so yeah. I think due to the language you had at home and you being a little bookworm, like you were just you were just in such a different place yeah. than I was. And yeah, because I remember being like 15 or 16 and having conversations with my friends about religion and human rights and like things like that. And I think since all of us, I feel like I remember that, but it might have been somebody else. But I remember when you heard the term like atheist or even talking about other religions, all of us in that small town who just like all identified as Christian, rather you were practicing it or not, we're just like, we're all little Christian kids. Like hearing people talk about and question religion was like, you're a freak. Like stop Mm. doing that over here because... It just, like, set people apart, I think. Yeah. For you using your brain and just, like, questioning things. Right. But, like, in our small towns, like, the term atheist was super divisive. Yeah. You might as well say the F word, you know? (laughs) Like, you can't do that. Yeah. So. So it was that kind of thing, too, where my whole attitude was just poor. But I think there was a lot that went into it on top of general angstiness as a teenager. This is a little off topic, but also now that we're adults and not taking meds like that, I've heard so many horror stories. It's like, do people still use Accutane? I, yeah. Wow. It like really messes with people though. Yeah. Like you'd agree that it, would you put your kid on it if you had one? I don't know. I mean, that's super hard. I think it depends. And I think it's different for every person. But I remember there was someone else in our class who was on it and he kind of struggled with it too. And I've talked to other people. Anytime I talk to someone about Accutane, they really only have negative things to say. But you had benefits from it? There were benefits. Yeah, because before I had a lot of like cystic acne and things like that. And I still have acne scarring. So it, it definitely did help overall. But my dermatologist said, you'll never have another acne spot again which gave me unrealistic expectations. And then afterwards, I was still getting acne. And I was We like, both still get acne to yes. this day. Yeah. Yeah. And I was just like, literally, why did I do this? And right before I... This might be TMI. Sorry, everyone. But right before I started Accutane, I started my period. So then I also... That was the first time I got put on birth control because you absolutely can't get pregnant while you're on it because it causes terrible birth defects. Like, they won't even give it to you if you're not on birth control, right? right. They won't. Abstinence is not no. a good enough, like... No, you have to be on some form of birth control. So I got put on the pill when I was 13 or four, probably 14. Also, all through high school, up until three years ago, I was on the pill. So for about 10 years. So I'm sure that affected things, too. I could talk about the pill affecting things for forever, but... Overall, to say you had a lot going on of things and you had that outlook and we were doing different things. I I agree that I don't think we had a falling out like I'm mad at Ellie kind of thing, but we both were definitely doing some stuff. Yeah. And it was never like, oh, we're not friends. It was just like, yeah, I think we just didn't really think about it. We were just doing our own thing. So to come off of that, I don't really remember like the comeback either. I don't really remember a time when we were like, hey, I... I don't remember a time specifically, but I do know, I think it was our junior year, 
the end of our junior year, like the beginning of our senior year around that time, your other friend had moved away or transferred schools or whatever. So you were back to being like a regular person. Oh, totally off. But I remember you telling me a story back then of her like throwing her Ugg boots away when they got dirty. I almost brought that up because that's like my most like outstanding memory of her. She had Ugg boots. She wore name brand everything, Ugg, North Face, whatever, which again, sounds kind of normal. But from that small school, like we were all like all receiving free and reduced lunches. Like we were not wearing Ugg boots to school. Some people were, I guess, but most of us were not. But most people didn't care about name brands as much. No, And she had them. I was at her house and she, I was like, oh, those are so cute. And she was like, oh, those are trash. And I was like, those do not look like trash. Like, what do you mean those are trash? And she said, well, they're my old Ugg boots. I got new ones and nobody can wear my old shoes. They go straight to the trash because I'm not letting anybody walk around in my old shoes. And I was like, don't you want to donate them? And she was like, no, I don't want people having them. And like when I look back, obviously when you're younger, I was just so impressionable. I was like, oh, okay, yeah, whatever. But like looking back at that, like, ugh, I hate it. I hate it so much. Like, wow, you're kind of an awful person. Awful, awful person. Turns out. Yeah, just Um, awful traits. I'm sure also to be devil's advocate here, this person that was also 10 years ago for them too. I'm sure they've grown up. I'm sure they're having a good time somewhere. And they had to learn that somewhere. Yes. Like they were also impression. Imper- uh, yeah. Impressed upon. Uh, impressed. Uh, I can't even talk. Someone <laughs> had influenced them to be that way as well. Right. So, you know, past traumas, whatever. Don't know why they were that way. Might still be that way. But just here to say they might be like the most awesome person right. these days. I think I'm awesome and I had a bad time there. So <laughs> person could be great, could be CEO of a homeless shelter. I don't know. But I remember really clearly we started our senior year and our very first period, we, you and I and another girl were in Spanish four together. First yes. period every morning. And I very, very clearly remember us hanging out a lot, talking a lot. And I think we did that summer, too, because I feel like that's when our first picture on top of the Kia Soul in the McDonald's parking lot was. Okay, okay. When did you move to Boonville? I moved to Boonville at the end of junior year. So we were at least back to being pretty decent friends junior year because I remember the move to Boonville. And that's when we started doing the pictures on top of the Kia Soul because we went to the Newburgh McDonald's. Yes, because we would like to sit there and watch the Lloyd Expressway. (laughs) Do people watch as we ate our ice cream cones? Yeah, or McChickens. So, yes. Yeah, so, we did at least I, – I, our biggest break was sophomore year and maybe the start of junior. Yeah. So, maybe like a school year. And then junior year, my parents got divorced and we moved and I drove to school every day, blah, blah, blah. And then you and I were back to our kind of regular friendship. We had evolved a little bit because we had had those – moments with other people and like figured ourselves out a little something we haven't talked about is there were boyfriends mixed in the mix here that's true not that we're bad but just like we were preoccupied with other things our little brains couldn't handle very many things at one time no multitasking was hard for us yeah because i i we weren't friends at all when i was dating the guy that lived in boombo we were a little because i remember us talking about it here and there yeah and i remember you came he was also on the swim team and you did come to a swim meet did i good for me I remember you being there at at least one of them. My memory just sucks. Mine too. And like timelines on these things. But anyway, yeah, we became friends again at least somewhere towards the end of junior year. 
and all of senior year. Because I remember yes. the Spanish club stuff. We were friends through all of that. Yeah. And we were really, really tight senior year. And we have good pictures from senior year homecoming and stuff like that of yeah. us. Like, I'm just trying to think of what pictures I have. And I'm like, okay, I know we've got those milestones together. Yes. And we have pictures like in the Spanish room. Um, And we did some other stuff too. We were just, I was a lot more involved and I, there was just a lot more going on senior year. Yeah. Anyway. I hadn't convinced everyone to like me again yet. You didn't really do that till after high school. Well, I did it enough to be prom princess. Prom princess. I forgot. Yeah. I forgot we had like a court for prom. Yes. And yes, I never got on homecoming court because I was an asshole. So I never got on homecoming court all four years. But then somehow everyone came around to me because I decided to quit being a dick and I was prom princess senior year. Okay. Which was very important to me because I was like, okay, I didn't burn the bridges. No, no. And I think just like I can say nice things about that other friend that I had. Like, yeah. I think everybody can look back to high school and say, they're probably a fine person now. Yes. Like, things are probably fine. For sure. Yeah. You were prom princess and I was homecoming princess senior year. Yeah. Annoyed that we were runner-up. <laughs> I know. <laughs> Two princesses were queens. <laughs> but Whatever. anyway, Just our kidding. friendship really evolved from middle school to high school. We started having more, like, deeper conversations. We had more, like, long-term, like, what we want for our life conversations. And I know there was a lot more of, like, it was a lot deeper than our middle school friendship was. And we had both decided to go to the same college that idea changed a couple of times. We didn't know which college, but we were going to college together. Yes. And so we talked about that a lot senior year. And then obviously from there, we moved to college. I know we talked a lot about college in an old episode, so we won't stay there too long. But we didn't live together the first year. We decided that was horrible. Whoever gave us that advice was bad. Yeah, bad advice. That episode is the yeah. one we talked about this. Um, then we moved in together and it really was like that sleepover vibe every single night. We had an awesome time. I don't, I can't think of very many times in college that I, like that we fought. No, or that we did something without each other. No, we did everything together. It was but awesome. But not did everything together in like a bad exclu exclusive way. No, just like we were like partners in crime. Like yes. We did everything. We double dated together. If you saw one of us, you saw both of us. Always. One of us playing volleyball, two of us playing volleyball, <laughs> one of us on a date, two of us. Even if you don't see the second one, she's there. Um, <laughs> and you had a really good group of friends from being an RA yeah. and they literally just like sucked me up. Like I could be mm -hmm. friends with them too. And I still think that um, Katie Stahl, who better be listening, <laughs> was one of your really good friends. And now her and I relate a lot. And I consider her a very good friend. Yes. We don't talk very often, but I think we've got a lot in common. Mm -hmm. And some of those people I would have never known had you not made those relationships. That's true. So I think like we got to a point where our friend groups were meshing without being the same. Like I could bring you yes. to my friend group. You could, I could go to your friend group. And then we still had each other in the middle. Yes. Which was like a really pivotal like adult friendship thing, I think, when yeah. we each had our own groups, yes. but we're still best friends. And it felt really good to us because, like you just said, we could each go to each other's different groups, but we never felt like an outsider in mm -mm. those groups. Because, you know, sometimes you go with someone to their friend group and you're just like, kind of like, oh, I'm just here and I don't really know you guys. But I think the friends that we chose in college were really good people. Yeah. And 
They were really easy to get along with and to hang out with. And we never had the issue of like, oh, yeah, I'm just Katie's friend. Right. Like, it was like, you come and everyone's like, hey, Katie and your friend. Yeah. Let's play. Let's do it. Beer pong. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Lob City Clips. Lob City Clips. <laughs> um, and uh, it was just I forgot like, about that. it was just a really good time when we were around each other's friends and yeah. we never felt excluded. Yeah. Yeah, like that specific party you're talking about with the beer pong, like those were all like my people that I met through my roommate from another town, like just crazy. And I, we still think so highly of all of those people that we, yeah, like when I think of Abby, I, my roommate, I think of like Sunshine, like I love her so much and I haven't talked to her in. Or like Sarah. Yeah. And Bailey and Trey. Yes. Love. Yes. And I haven't spoken to any of them in kind of a while. Yeah. Yeah. But no negative things to say. No, I still think they're all great people. Awesome. Yep. And they were a big piece of our little friendship journey. But, of our lives. Yeah. Anyway, love you guys. Yeah, love you guys. XOXO, <laughs> maybe I'll be reaching out this week because now I'm feeling a little sentimental. Um, I met Shane my freshman year of college. Yeah. And we went double dating with him and Brandon. We did yeah. some stuff together for a little while. And then when I got engaged, I feel like is when we had our next like big breakup. Yeah. And I <laughs> that was a hard time. It was a hard time, but I've got things to say today that I've never said before. <gasps> I don't think so. This is going to be a good time. But before I'm we get screaming. to that stuff, <laughs> what? <laughs> um, I very specifically remember sitting at like the sand volleyball court. Oh my god! Yeah, and you being like. I guess I said I very specifically remember it. I remember the feeling and I remember sitting there and I basically remember you trying to talk me out of getting married. Yeah. But I'm sure I'm putting a more sinister view on that than what it was. But I, you were saying things like, I just don't get it. Like, why? Like, this doesn't make sense. Like, why are you doing this? And I remember that putting me off so much that I just like toned it out and was like, I don't want to hear it. Like, yeah. it's not negotiable to me. And I like blocked you out after that. Yeah. And that conversation from my point of view was like, I had felt so hurt because I think I had this expectation that Shane was going to loop me in and tell me what was going on. And then all of a sudden you were just engaged. Yeah. And I had a little like competitiveness. Brandon and I had been dating for four years and he had a ring on layaway and he was working on paying for it. And you and Shane had been dating for a year and he was working on a ring from the same jeweler. And so when you got engaged before me, I was kind of like, that's supposed to be me. I'm annoyed that you did it first. So it was right. like that selfish, like... We don't have to say selfish, though. But it was. Yeah, but I don't think you meant it in a selfish no. way. I think it was and not jealous either, but just like, it whoa. Wasn't, yes, like, it wasn't malicious. It was right. just like a little bit of envy, I think. Yeah. Um. But that conversation from my memory was me trying to explain, like, I haven't been... Because we were kind of you on felt the, like Shane was a stranger. Yes, and we were you and I were kind of on the rocks, and so I was trying to explain like why I had been acting weird and like what my feelings were around it. But it wasn't really about me. Looking back, you know what I mean. Like I was focusing a lot on my feelings instead of being like, "Oh my gosh, that's so exciting." Yeah, and um, we were very young. None of our friends had been engaged. Yeah, um, we still lived together, which brought some of this awkwardness. Because I remember walking home from the volleyball court and being like. We still live together. And we're gonna go to the same room. <laughs> this is awesome. <laughs> but even then, we weren't fighting. We weren't like yelling no. at each other. And we weren't. Even, it was sad. I think I cried. We both cried. Yeah, like because I remember us both. It. We weren't even like arguing. It was just like frustration. Yes, and it was the first time we had like really openly talked about our feelings about it since you had gotten engaged, which had been 
maybe a couple months. Yeah. And I remember us walking back from the volleyball court and we both got in the shower and like we're washing our shoes off and like washing our feet and we were both like crying about it because we were like we I don't... love you so much yeah and we like just couldn't communicate what we wanted we it was yes that's all it was was a communication struggle yeah and, and I remember I have this like super vague memory of us both being like I don't want to feel this way like I want to be excited and I want to blah 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 all of the stuff like I still yes. support you I still love you like we're just struggling with our Yes. communication and Shane is such a private person that it takes a lot of time of getting to know him to understand some of his actions and that sounds a way that I don't want it to but just like him as a person and he was never going to use you to plan an engagement or any no. you know like he's definitely not going to just he's not going to start a group text he's not going to group everybody together and throw a party no. so he is so just private yeah. I think so I think that played into it. We had been friends for forever that we both had an image in our head of like what it would look like someday when we both got married. Yes. And like it would just be like our friendship plus two more. Yeah. And it didn't. And I was very focused on Shane and definitely put our friendship like on the back burner yeah. without us talking about that. And because we still lived together, I think it was so weird and we've both talked about it now, especially now that you're engaged. And before you were engaged, we talked about it, like once you moved in with Dylan. Yeah. Um, and me and one of my other friends had the same Tamara, I think was kind of in the same boat that you were in. Yes. And it was like both of you have now said, now that you're in relationships, you do understand it a little bit more or differently. Like what being in that relationship was like for you. Yes. Like I wasn't putting my friends necessarily on the back burner. Intentionally. Although it, right. Yeah. Although it did look that way. It kind of was intentionally because I always knew growing up that that was highest priority to me was to find a husband and build a family. And it's almost like how people treat their mothers. Like you always say like kids treat their moms the worst because you know they'll love you no matter what. Like I know you're yeah. here for me. And it's like I did that without vocalizing it which also would have been handled poorly like I couldn't have said that in a nice way but like no where it would have been taken well no it was just yeah. like now I've found my husband let me get this up because our relationship we'd had for 10 years this was brand new I had to really nurture it and really get it to this awesome yeah place so everything else was on the back burner yeah so like not intentionally but also kind of intentionally and right. we viewed relationships very differently yes I was just about to say and our priorities were and typically have been different in that yes. way. We prioritize the same things, but not then it wasn't quite in the same order. Right. So it was like, well, you have this boyfriend, but like, hello, I've been your friend for 10 years. Like, right. what is going on? Right. And in your mind, you're like, no, this is my husband. And we did move quickly. I know we've talked about that before. We were dating for a year before we got engaged and then engaged for like a year and a half to two years and then got married. Yeah. So all of that was very fast, especially for us who had been friends for 10 years and had like this way of life <laughs> together yes. and for me as a person dating people for long periods of time and just being in the boyfriend girlfriend phase right it was hard to see like you've only been dating him for a year what do you mean you're engaged right that kind of thing yes but like it's not like anything you were doing was abnormal or yes and, and it was kind of abnormal for us because we hadn't seen anyone else do it before i was like the yes. first person to do make these life choices and you had said things that just put me off, whether they were wrong or not, yes. like the way that I interpreted them. I was shutting you out so much that it was like, 
I'm not moving forward with this, then fine. And I remember I said this to my mom. She wants to go to New York. Fine. Go to New York. I'll be here. Go. Like, you go do your thing, but this is my thing. I'm going to sit on my back porch. I'm going to sit with my husband, my dog, my babies. Like, we're going to be living this little backyard lifestyle here. And you go to New York and you live your big dream and just leave me out of it. I remember now, because part of that, too, was that while you were engaged, Brandon and I broke up. Yes. Because Natalie came with me to your wedding. Yes. And it was around that time, too. So we're already having this communication struggle and this, like, struggle seeing each other's priorities well, me seeing your priorities as valid. Mm -hmm. And at this time, too... Brandon and I broke up and I was like, wait, I don't have to want a family. I don't have to want to live here and get a house and be a teacher and do all these things. I was like, oh, if I can want anything that I can want, then I want to move to a big city. I don't city want any of this. And I don't want to date a man and I don't want to get married at all. And actually, I don't want kids. And like, yeah, forget our plan. Like, right. Because up until then, you and I had even talked about like, okay, like we're going to live right next door and we're going to be best friends forever and our kids are going to grow up together. And like, yep. you got engaged. We broke up. And then that was the first time it really went left and right. Yes. And like, then I totally like flipped the life plan. And then all of a sudden we're heading in two opposite directions. Right. And we were both like, hey, are you coming with me or not? And both of us were like, no, right. <laughs> I'm not doing that. And we had even had a discussion at some point in there about this is mostly just our therapy session now, guys. Sorry, you're here <laughs> for the ride. Uh, we had had a discussion in there that we were such important people in each other's lives and that if our friendship was going to dissolve it was going to be okay because we still had these really memorable moments together which is how I know we were both mature that we could even like think through things like that yeah. like we still knew that we didn't have to delete all of our pictures together or no whatever. it wasn't like a breakup at all no and you were my maid of honor yes technically and that whole time was so almost awkward like all of that was awkward and that's yes. why we had that discussion because i remember saying i'll still always want you in my wedding pictures right. even if we don't talk the day after my wedding we never talk again i want you in my wedding pictures because you're still like that person yeah. to me but the whole reason i started any of this was I was put off by things. I misunderstood the way you were saying them. And then I blocked it all out. And I, was, I probably didn't say them very well. But whatever. So then I never took into account your feelings and how you were feeling towards it. Because there were two things you said. And I had them both in my head 10 minutes ago. <laughs> but I can't remember them. But there was one. And I only remember it so clearly because I repeated it to people. Only a couple. Because <laughs> people would say, like, where's Ellie? Yeah. And, and for such like, a long time, me and you were just off. like, I don't know. She's she's busy. She's doing her thing. But then after a year or so, we were just like, we're not really friends anymore. Like, I remember telling yeah. people that, like, that we, we really did grow apart. And you said something along the lines of, I don't want to hear it. I don't. Oh. <gasps> something like you, uh, oh, you I said remember. it was hard. It was hard for us to be friends because you felt like you should be asking things like, how's Shane? How's the relationship? And you just didn't care. I remember. And I heard those words. What a horrible way to say that. Yes. And I never heard anything else you said after that. Because I remember repeating it to my mom. I was bawling on the phone talking to my mom. And I, and I remember saying, Shane is the person I've chosen to spend the rest of my life with. And she very clearly just told me she doesn't care. She doesn't want to hear that anymore. She doesn't want to ask about it because she doesn't care what's happening. And I was like, so I don't want to seem like I'm picking a man over my best friend, but that shows me that she's not supportive and I'm not giving up my marriage. So chop, chop, chop the squid <laughs> <laughs> off your best friend. Yeah. But 
I know I could have handled that differently. I could have told you how that made me feel. I could have. We both could have handled it differently. Yes. I should not have ever said it that way. I do remember saying it. And for the audience, (laughs) um, that came from me, in my mind, trying to get to know Shane and not getting that same energy back from him. And I think you and I talked about it a lot when all of this was happening. And I think I said something like, I said something about it. And I felt like you told me that I wasn't trying hard enough. And I remember thinking, like, I try to talk to him every time he's here and he's just watching sports on his phone. Like, I don't know what else to do. I don't know about sports. You definitely were trying hard enough. Shane just, like, couldn't give it back. No. He was so uncomfortable. He just takes a lot of time to open up. Yeah. As does Dylan, which I understand now. Karma Um, has really come full circle here. (laughs) Karma's the wrong word for it. But Dylan and Shane are very, very similar. Yes. Very. I mean, like within 10 degrees of each other. Yeah. Out of 100. So when I said that, that I just didn't care about Shane, it was me finally letting off the steam that I had been feeling that I hadn't expressed. Right. Which was totally my bad of just not letting you know, like, I'm trying as hard as I can and I don't know what else to do. And I'm so frustrated because I want to be friends and I want to be there for you. And I just can't seem to fit the puzzle pieces together. Right. So So after that. It was kind of nothingness. No. I mean, you were still in the wedding. We still did all the wedding stuff. And I was still happy to do it. Yes. We still had a really good time. It was just a little tense. Yes. It was just like. We have to move on from that because I could keep going. I know. (laughs) I know. That time, like, it was just like. We were fine. After that conversation, we had kind of like had each other at an arm's length. Yeah. But we were still friends. We still lived together up to a certain point. Yes. And I remember the night before your wedding, we were sitting on the floor of the hotel room. See? Picking flower petals off, drinking champagne and orange juice. And that's why it gets so blurry to me because it's like when we were alone – without thinking of anything else, not you moving to Bloomington, not me getting married. I mean, that was about me getting married. But like, still, when it was just us, we were still like, we have hilarious pictures of the night before my wedding. Yeah. So it's like, it still wasn't really a breakup. We and we were had still, a great time at the wedding. I mean, yes. everything was fine. It was just like, yes, that was the point in time where you went one way and I went another way. Right. And like we've said, like, we never had a fight. We never no. had a real breakup it was just right. like we went separate ways we grew apart and we just it was like one day we woke up and we were like well i guess she hates me well and i i think a lot of that energy came from me this is part of the exclusive part some of this has already been exclusive but <laughs> um this might have to be a two-parter <laughs> i had internalized and said i will never forgive her and there was nothing that you needed really forgiven for like it was just our friendship going that way and i just i remember telling my mom like my mom. <laughs> I remember telling my mom. Help. <laughs> Help. Wonder mom. where he gets it from. Uh, yeah, I don't know. Um, that was a time in my life I can't get back. Like that that best friendship celebrating marriage with me. I won't ever get that back. And for that reason, I'm not really moving forward. I'm just like ending that. And for that reason, I'm out. I'm out. <laughs> Shark tank. <laughs> Hi, sharks. Yeah, that's what that felt like. So... I had already put that energy out there and I had never verbalized to you what I said before. I mean, now I had, but like I had such in my brain, like I'll text her every once in a while, but she's moving, go to New York and then our friendship will just dissolve and it'll be perfect. We don't have to break up. We'll both just really go left and right. 
mm-hmm. and it'll be over. But I had those thoughts too. Right. Of like... So we were both like pushing each other away, but like... But really struggling to do it because... I love you. Genuinely man. deep down, we want to be friends. <laughs> yes. But it was like, I'm not going to do the things that you're doing and you're not going to do the things that I'm doing. And right. it was just this like bittersweet, like, well, I guess this is one of those things where you grow up and sometimes friendships just have to fizzle out. And yep. we were like... I don't want to have this conversation because it will only hurt each other more. And I don't want to add more hurt to what's already yep. happened. So we will and just let it dissolve. We didn't realize that we both felt like the, the exact same way. Yes. I thought you were just pissed at me for getting married. You thought I was just ignoring me. At, yes, forever. Yeah. So anyway, we're going to put a lid on that for now. We can come back sometime. <laughs> <laughs> then one night, I believe I texted you. So... Between, it was a year that we didn't talk. Like at all. A full year. Not like the friendly push away thing, like we did not speak for a full year. No, after the push, we genuinely just stopped talking. Mm -hmm. And there was one point in time where we like unfollowed each other on Instagram and did some little things like that. And I remember I was like, well, I guess she hates me now that she has a husband. So... Um, seeing your pictures makes me sad, so I'm going to unfollow you. And I took that as, she hates me so much, she's unfollowing me, so then I unfollowed back. Right. So we had these few unspoken things. And then after that year, yeah, one night you texted me. And I don't remember exactly what you said, but it was basically like, hi, it's me. Like, I hope you're doing well. I was yeah. just thinking about you, and I hope everything is good. I think I said I something. You. Yes, like, I don't hate you. I know we stopped talking, but I miss you. I hope you're okay. Love you. Bye. And you type back, can I call you? Yeah. Because it was late at night-ish, late for me. Yeah. It was <laughs> like probably 9 or 10 yeah. Eastern time because I was in Bloomington at this point. Yeah. And Natalie and I were living together. And so Katie texted me and said, hope you're doing well, miss you, whatever. And I was like, oh my God, can I call you? Yes. And I remember that a few days before that I had a dream about you and you were pregnant in it. And so you texted me that and I was like, there were some other things like leading up to that, like like you had just popped into my head and that hadn't happened in a while. And I was like, what the heck? You know what? She's reaching out. Like, I want to have this conversation right now. Yeah. And I remember going to Natalie and I was like, hey, I'm going to go out on the back deck. Katie texted me. So I'm going to see if I can call her and we can chat. And she was like, "Uh, uh, okay. So we did. Mm -hmm. And I remember waking up Shane. He was asleep. And I was like, I'm going to go talk to Ellie. And he was like, you're going to do what? And I was like, (laughs) I'm going to go talk to Ellie. And he was like, okay, well, let me know how it goes. Like, best wishes. (laughs) I'm going to go back to sleep. And I don't know how long we talked for. Like two hours, I'm pretty sure. It felt like a long time. And we cried. We laughed. We talked about things. All the things we just said, the last 20 minutes we said in this conversation. And we said, like, this is so dumb. Let's be friends. Like, Yeah, like, I'm not mad at you. Right. We we both just made this up too big in our heads. Let's jump back in. Yeah. Let's do it. Let's figure it out. Yeah. yeah. So then we started figuring it out. But things still moved slowly-ish. I mean, of course. Oh. Like, we rebuilt. This was, like, the building of our friendship like from australia camp to now now yeah Yeah. so when we started over we really started over like we had just met we were building from the ground up because we had broken each other's trust in Mm -hmm. different ways and our communication was so messed up and our lives had also changed so much like we had to catch up and be like so what you been up to for the last year what are you doing yeah yeah like we missed out on so much of each other's lives and like that 
development that you go through in your late um, like adolescence, like in your early 20s. So we had a lot and we had both matured a lot yeah. since we hadn't been talking. And I remember you being in my car, me driving, which is weird because you're usually the driver. And you were taking, I was taking you, but you were telling me how, to the taco place. <laughs> and I remember it being like almost awkward, but for no reason. Like I was like, I'm back with you. Like we've done this a million times. But this is so slow. And I remember it was like the kind of a small talk. You're like, so how's Bloomington? What do you order here? Like, what are we going to have? That kind of stuff. Yeah. And I remember talking to you about not being pregnant, but trying to get pregnant. And so that's why I go far enough to state it was such a slow moving thing that once I was pregnant, you were like one of the people where it was like, I know I need to tell her without her seeing it on Facebook. But we're at like a weird spot where it's like, I'm not going to go over to her house. Like, how, what do I do here? I probably texted you, but we weren't like BFFs through my pregnancy. Like, we don't have any pictures of us together, me pregnant. We were friends. Things weren't bad, but it was like that building stage. Yes. We we weren't even, like, best friends until Mm -hmm. well after Jackson was born. No, 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 no. Because even when I came over after he was born, it was still like, this is kind of weird. Yeah, not bad, but it was like, we're still building this. And now, obviously, I had changed even so much more those nine months, 12 months, whatever. Anyway, we really have to fast forward because we just keep talking. I keep talking, (laughs) both of us. Then I think right before like Jackson's first birthday, we had built and built and built. And I feel like things just really took off. We got to that level of friendship where we are now where things were just like, holy shit, like this is just great. Like we are sisters, it feels like. Back to that, I can tell you everything. We're comfy. We can do whatever we want together. And you like truly became Jackson's aunt. Yeah. If that makes sense. With that being said, I feel like that's a good wrap up to this episode. We are absolutely not done with this conversation, though. So we are going to cap it right now and we will come back to you next week with the rest of this conversation about how our friendship has evolved just since Jackson was born. And I know that sounds annoying to be a whole episode. It sounds annoying to me, but like it has been so beefy so beautiful like this last year of our friendship is like what's really made it yeah and And we both have so much to say about mm -hmm. our friendship now and what it's like and how important it is to us Mm -hmm. that i would hate for us to speed through it and then you not really get to see like the difference between now and then and really what our friendship is like yeah and what it's like to have we understand now that this is rare anyway so for now We will throw some teasers out on Instagram. Hang out with us. (laughs) I forgot what I'm supposed to say. So anyway, love you. Bye. (laughs) You can follow us over on Instagram. We will post our high school photos, our college photos. We'll be sharing a ton in the show notes from Mm -hmm. that time. And you can find us on Instagram at notsoladylikepodcast, all one word, no spaces. And you can leave us a five-star review wherever you're listening to reflect our now five-star friendship. (laughs) And that will make us really happy. So please hit the buttons. All five. All right, guys. (laughs) We will see you next week. Love Love you. Bye. Bye.